Hi, this is Joel Richardson, founder of Soul Joel Productions. I want to thank you for watching this and all of our content on Soul Joel TV. Just keep it in mind, every time you see this logo, that's our stamp of approval to know that it's quality content. So thank you for watching this, and now enjoy the show. Do it again. Of all the gin joints in all the towns in all the world. You're listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. Hey girl, a martini, shaken, not stirred. Don't try and church it up, son. You can't handle the truth. I am the picture that got small. Your first one's on us. Welcome to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling. I'm your host, Mark Rigadano, with me as always. Richie Byrne. Buddy. You know, we nice started sleep. early. We're going at seven now. Yeah. And the only thing good about that is that people may be getting on a little late and they don't have to sit through that Joel thing. <laughs> <laughs> you in that video, I swear to God, that's going to be. I always forget it till it starts. And then I go, oh my God, like, wow. You know what it is? I'm a warm-up comic. That's our warm-up. This is our warm-up. <laughs> we I think we need to get Joey to put a little graphic, the more you know. Do 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 do. Doesn't it feel like a little after schooly? The more you know. How are you, brother? <laughs> I'm good, man. I had a big weekend. What, uh, what'd you do? Great big weekend. It was uh Axel's birthday. He shares a birthday with uh our producer Joel. It, so yes. Uh, Yes, it was a, a long birthday weekend for me too. So, you have a birthday as my, well. My friend Christiane, who was on, I may be listening. I'm not sure. Happy birthday, Christiane! It was her birthday yesterday. It was your son's birthday. It was Joel's birthday, and I had to do. Let's get Joel out before we talk about. Yeah, that. bring him out. Joel, you there? What up, guys? What there he is. Happy birthday. It was right. awesome, man. I mean, my, my, my girlfriend was amazing making, uh, you know, as good as you can, my 40th birthday and milestone. Um, I thought I was going on a zoom call with, uh, with her family right. and it ended up being all you guys, which is what I want to talk about. I don't like, I don't like these. I don't like them. I don't like them. I, I had like a, the zoom I did two. me. I did two yesterday, Joe. I don't like them. I'll tell you why, because you're on with everybody else. Right. So when you're at a party, you hang with the people you know. You can joke, make fun of people. But on these Zoom bullshit things, everybody hears what you have to say. Oh, yeah. Well, dude, I, I heard before I got on, my mom was talking to her sister. Hey, Sue. Hey. <laughs> like, like there's yeah. not 30 other people on the yeah. call. Yeah, yeah. Did you get that rash cleared up? <laughs> yeah. So, but and that's why I was like doing that on the Christian. Stop doing that, Joel. It really is bothering me. <laughs> okay. Well, I'll go backstage. <laughs> no, you know, like I just, I, I, it, it just drives me crazy because I'm making fun of my buddy Barney on the one last night, and the rest of the people are going, ah, oh, ah. Oh. I'm like, you don't fucking know me. You don't know me. <laughs> You don't know mine and Bonnie's relationship, though. You know what I mean? Like, but I realized in a real party, I wouldn't be hanging with these people. I'd be right. Like, oh, yeah, they, yeah. I don't yeah, want to yeah, hang yeah. with these people. You'd be in another room or outside yeah. or inside. You'd be yeah, yeah. They wouldn't even have heard that. Right. <laughs> I don't need it. Totally. I don't like it. So I don't know if you saw, but I woke up to forty of this fat face on sticks. <laughs> yeah. lawn, my my girlfriend made lawn signs yeah. outside. 
No, Joel, they bloomed up from the ground. She didn't. <laughs> you plant, you plant a, a couple Joel seeds. It's yeah. not spring till the Joel's bloom. <laughs> hey, I, I think I think the crowd's nice and warmed up. Back to you guys. Thanks for having me. <laughs> you know what I like about him, it, it, which he learned Friday night when we had the comedy show for his. Yeah, birthday. we did a we did a birthday show for him. He, he knows that he really sucks at this. He gets himself on and off <laughs> as quickly as he can. I I really really enjoyed doing that show. Yeah, I did too. Once I got rid of Joel, <laughs> you were great, bro. You were killing it. That I was fun so much you. fun. Of course, well, it was easy doing it with you. So I just right. got the sneak material in, which made me laugh because I'm sitting there going, "Richie knows this bit. He's probably going to bust my balls any second." No, I wasn't going to do that. <laughs> but uh, it was a lot of fun. Um, but I got to tell you, it was crazy from a different perspective from my son. He's turning six and we didn't know what to do. Right. Because he, all he wanted for his birthday was to see his grandparents because he hasn't seen them. In so long. so you have this heartbreak of like, what are we going to do? But the Wissahickon Fire Department in the town we live in put a parade together with my wife and they drove by the house with the fire engines going. Oh, that's nice. They had, um, they had uh, my my in laws were in the car behind them, and then um, Angie's sister, uh, so my sister in law, brother in law, were in a car behind them, and it was like a whole parade of family members that's driving right. by with signs, and you saw him light up. But then, as soon as they passed, you saw him get really sad because he knew. That was and they're going to get the hang with my grandparents. That was it. So it was really hard, you know, because it's it's, they COVID. kind of understand what's happening. It's the COVID parade, buddy. <laughs> there would be, see, now if Richie, if we had you on the porch and Joel drove by, it would, it would be the same reaction. You'd get... <laughs> but, um... done that. So we got a great show today. We have a really good show. It's Corona Monday. Corona Monday. And the fourth is with us. It is. Oh, um, but be before we get to our guest, we have a yeah. shameless promotion. Yes, we have a shameless promotion. Shameless promotions. And uh, you had nothing to do with this. this I I just was told in our private chat that we had a shameless promotion. Yeah, that's so. all you know about. That's I'm just, you know, reading what I was told to do. I'm like Ron Burgundy. Put it on the prompter. I'll read right. it. Well, let's roll it. Let's see what we got. Some people have a deep abiding respect for good comedy albums. And some don't. Bring Mark Riccadonna into your homes and into your hearts. Available now on iTunes. I remember that commercial as a kid, but I remembered yeah. it differently. No, that's exactly how it went. No, yeah. I didn't. No, that's exactly. Do you I... remember that commercial really? Are you old enough for that commercial? No. no. I was I was an 81 boy. I... Every time I see that, it makes me depressed because I used to be getting ready for school every morning and that commercial would come on. 
So in my mind, to this day, I still think I got to go to school. Which is still crazy because you still, even on that school bus, would throw your trash out the window. Yes. <laughs> but not your album, which hadn't been made yet. But not yeah. your album. So I was, haven't even been made yet. Yes. <laughs> that's a shameless promotion. Shameless promotions. <laughs> Thank you, Joey. <laughs> Joey's All right, too so good we have to two, us. We have two guests today. We got two great guests. We're going to talk nice. about how this pandemic has been hard on um, on charities and on uh, festivals. festivals. And our first guest is a good friend of yours, a good buddy of mine too, but uh, you want to bring him out? He's your friend. Yeah, very funny guy, uh, originally from the Philly area. Met him when he was uh, working out of Atlanta, and now he's in New York City. Ladies and gentlemen, Mike Albanese. Mike Albanese. Woo! <laughs> someone with bigger hair than mine. <laughs> How many, how many, how many, how many times can, does Joel Richardson have to say my girlfriend for Christ's oh sake? Oh my God, I know. We, nobody I believes it. you and we get it, Joel. Knock it off. <laughs> what show, what show in their right mind would put their manager slash a, a one-nighter comedy club owner on the top of the show? That man belongs in the shadows <laughs> and in the background. That, that bit is canceled. I'm canceling it right now. It's funny. It's like you were in the meeting before the show. <laughs> That's what everyone was thinking. I love you, Joel. How are you, buddy? I'm good, man. How are you guys? Hanging in there. Yeah, I haven't seen you in so long, even without Corona. <laughs> Pre-Corona, it's been too long. Yeah. We worked Ready. together on uh, the boom, the three of us. Big, big. I was just, I was just cruising around Manhattan. The other night, uh, two nights ago, just it's dead. I bought a car. Me and my girl. It's it's unbelievable. It's like I've been wanting to do that. I've been meaning to. You got to do it. It's shitty. It's insane. Uh, yeah. I live in Astoria, and it took us twenty minutes to like get all the way from Astoria and back to the bridge to come home. Wow, it's crazy! That's but we awesome. walked. We drove by that theater and then the East Village Pizza Shop where I. Used oh, to okay. Be, and I was like, I haven't been down here in so long, and I was wow. thinking about you guys. Yeah. The <laughs> so, Mike. Uh, the main thing we want to talk about is the future of festivals, um, but also uh, let's uh, let's celebrate Mike Albanese a little bit. Uh, think, huh? So you do. Uh, I see you're wearing the uh, Pizza Tour shirt. Yes, I love that. It, hey, Richie, you ever need to uh, find a good slice of pizza? You go to Mike Albanese. This guy does pizza tours. My uh, my good friend Scott Weiner, he owns uh, Scott's Pizza Tours, and uh, I work for him. It's for legitimate, a like a tour. You go and they take it. Yeah, you, there, there's a bunch of different ones, and and me and my buddy uh, Alexis Guerrero, it's another great comedian. We run another tour group called Fat Venture, where it's uh, we t it's a legitimate tour company we set up. We're licensed and all that. We we go uh, normal tours. You get like a bite of food. Scott's does a great job. They do like. Slices of pizza all over the city. You get like three, four, or five, depending on what tour you're on. And then, but we do like full bites. So it's like, it's made, it's just for like fat people and people who want to eat a ton of food. We well, eat like big, big burgers and all kinds. Can I sign up? Yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and can we just talk for a minute about shameless promotion? Because that's what that was. Yeah. Uh, I, mean, I asked him in our shameless promotions. It's a it's a dead it's dead anyway. Like there's there's it's <laughs> over. The world's over. Yeah. There's no uh yeah. so I, I gotta ask, um you were touring around, you were doing interviews for digital what's the name of the group? Did yeah, I work uh, I do a bunch of like corporate comedy gigs and one of them is uh this digital summit series and they uh 
excuse me, little Rona. They have, uh, they tap me for like different, you know, whatever. I do comedy and I MC, but every now and again they'll have like a big, a big. Who- you know, Who's some of the big names? Who's some of the big names you brought? The in? most recent one was Dennis Rodman, which was like crazy. We and have a clip. We have a clip. We don't. It's amazing when you get judged as far as when you want to come out with some creativity in your in your business. It don't hurt to be creative. It doesn't hurt to be creative. Look at Steve Jobs. Look what he did before he died. Look what he did. He created pretty much the world with technology. Look at that guy. He was dying on his deathbed, and Apple asked him to come back before he died to create the future. Anyone know that? That he was dying, and they made him come back and create all these these things, technologies, the iPhones and stuff like that. He did that. That's what I'm going to do for the future for the youth of America. That... Great that, clip of me talking. Wow. <laughs> <laughs> well, I wanted to use that clip because I thought it was so cool that you have somebody in front of you describing what we do. You know, he's basically saying, go out there and be creative. And I thought that was like pretty cool that to have a yeah. celebrity and somebody so flamboyant and out there telling you to keep going. Well, it's interesting, too, because his like it was a digital marketing event. And I what was really cool about it is that the the original Pistons Arena was is converted into part of the Detroit Convention Center, but it's still the original building, the hall. It looks like the big like you know. Yeah, we were talking about this before the show, but it's not where he played. It's not no, but it's it was the original pit, which is still just a cool like historic ground. Yeah. Um, but he was talking about like business and branding and marketing and like that guy was huge before there was digital media and before there was you know and so he was like the original like influencer he was like the original like he was the original one that go viral but that was just stds well and he broke his penis multiple times (laughs) you know it was really cool what struck me really well and i know that he stepped on it three times (laughs) i stepped on it twice uh he is that he wasn't once he was alone, like it was just the two of us hanging out for a pretty good amount of time, his guard was let down and he was like super engaging and interested. That guy, when he walked into the building, people were just like sprinting, trying to tackle this guy to get like, give me a picture, sign this, do this. He was, it was, ins- it was pure insanity. Like the man cannot go anywhere. It was like, I don't even know how else to describe it. It was just insane. And so when I first met him, he thought I was just some guy like looking for a, an autograph. And I was like, Hey, uh, Mr. Robin. He's like, uh, you know, he just was getting killed with this. And then I said, no, actually I'm the MC. Um, I'm a stand-up comedian. I just wanted to say what's up and you know, let's, you know, and then they pushed everyone away and we got to hang out. And then once he realized he didn't want anything from him, I wasn't after him for something. He was just like this. He like, he took a breath and it was like, we were chatting. He was talking about comedy and we were, it was, it was, it was so cool. And he had, like, he had fingernail paint on. He had no cameras. He had no, like, there was no people following him, like, his a crew. He had, like, fingernail polish that was coming off. Like, the guy just lives like that. Like, yeah. I, I found such a level of respect for the guy. It wasn't for, like, some, like, weird fake show. Like, that's just who he is. Like, it, it, yeah. it, was, it was really cool to, like, to, to see the, kind of the back side, the other side of that. And he was, he was really cool to really how cool. Long was the, how long was the interview? We did about 15, 20 minutes. Um, 
which was just like the perfect amount of time. Got a couple cracks in, had some fun, and uh, you know, I got that that scrambled to get that video together because it le- technically we weren't supposed to be filming that. That was like part of his thing, like his contract, I guess. But I like sneakily got a camera. Guy, a guy in there and the, the audio is not great but you know it is what it is yeah so but like him of, chelsea handler which we is, have a clip really of chelsea one. hey clips all day before your name you had a brand like that what were the like what was it like building an unknown brand like or did you anticipate having this wild brand uh and very successful brand as you know coming up as a comedian and starting in that world no i never anticipated being successful at anything really i mean i I wanted to be successful but i didn't really know how i was going to do it or how it was going to come about i never was going to do you know a late night talk show i was never going to do stand-up comedy all these things kind of fell into my lap as i was going through my life in my 20s in los angeles i wanted to be you know known and seen and i had opinions and i wanted to say you know say them out loud and i found the best way to do that is to be on a stage with a microphone by yourself with no one interrupting you. So that's how I fell into stand-up. Well, I want to um, apologize sadly, for all the questions that I'll be asking and interrupting. <laughs> I love that clip because it's exactly what we're going to do to you, interrupt you. <laughs> yeah. That's funny. Well, it's funny that I'm glad everything just fell into her lap and her career is going. That's just She said it just fell into my lap, and I'm like, yeah. That sounds like my career. Rick and Donna fell into my lap. <laughs> yeah, but at least it was face first. <laughs> I had to get that opening word. Am I delayed here? Did I get delayed or something? Because you guys both were staring at me like. No, no it just I... wasn't funny. Got <laughs> <laughs> him. I was just this waiting to deliver that line that it was uh, face first. So I was trying to play it straight. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah. Um, but these, so you got this cool thing going on. You're doing these corporate shows. You got all that going, and then this virus hits, and everything's shutting down. Did you lose work? Uh, yeah, the in digital like a, in like a 48 hour period. I, I mean, if I told you the dollar figure, it would, it's going to make my head explode. So, but I lost my entire calendar, and uh, I have and that was, I got nothing now. Well, making fun digital of digital was a good idea then. you're gonna need that friday night gig my friend you're not wrong (laughs) but then like you would think having uh it being digital and that's their whole format you think that they would have just brought that forward and said well we're still doing it it's just going to be now on a digital platform instead of live conferences i think they've done one or two but i don't like my job's not not crucial to that you know like it's not necessary it's just they're just delivering content at that point it's like they people wouldn't need a break with a comedian when they're yeah. at home you know what i mean like it's kind of, it's it's structured differently i've done one for this other group in boston i was supposed to be there live and i just just they like really pared it down to like an after hours hey join the thing and they had like ten thousand attendees and maybe like 90 showed up to the comedy like zoom which was still I mean, a fun time. You, I had a great, it was but fun. But. Did you do it like legitimate? Because this is my question I've been having. Did you do it like a legitimate stand-up or did you just sit like like you're doing and just... Oh, yeah. Stand, it's sitting. It's it's sitting. Like there's well, no... Mark's done a few of these. Right, yeah. Mark? Yeah, and I've Mark? been doing these corporate, but I'm brought in just to do stand-up. So I actually set up the camera and do stand-up. 
which is really brutal because you're not getting the feedback. But it's, uh, you know, it's it's like opening for a band. You just realize it's a new animal. I just feel like it's, it's like, just like if you were live, you play to the audience and the audience is all sitting in front of their computer staring at a screen. So that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to sit down and stare at my yeah. screen because it just doesn't feel natural. Just yeah. like if I was to sit down on stage live, that would just seem weird. I would, I need to be out like Lucy, but the, the, the videos, it's like, it just feels weird. If I'm, I've seen people do it standing up and it's just like, this just doesn't seem natural. Yeah. Because Mike, the other night we did a show uh, for Joel for his birthday, we did a Friday night show and Mark was on and uh, who oh, else? Uh, Missy Grinkowitz. Missy. And, and anyway, I thought, well, I'll host it. And I'll talk to you guys. I'll feed you your bits. I'll feed feed you and you come in with your act. And Joel said that a few people like, oh, I thought it was going to be more like stand-up. It was like, it was like stand-up. It was just, this Sitting. is it now. This is. I, I hope this is not the future of stand-up. Yeah. <laughs> I've done a lot of these shows. Uh, and I'm not sure you're going to want to talk about it, but the festival that I run, we've been doing it through that to just kind of help comics make a couple bucks. But it like it peaked, and then now everyone's doing like free shows, and I don't even know what's going on. It's just so yeah. kind of up in the air. But it's we becoming made a couple bucks and the comedy boom. The com yeah. that what happened at the comedy boom when everyone was just giving it away, and it it's nineteen ninety now. It's nineteen ninety two, and <laughs> in the and world of, of oh being boy, at home. is comedy not going well? Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, which is the next thing I wanted to bring up. Um, is your festival. You have a really great festival, the Red Clay Comedy Festival. It's in Atlanta, Georgia, and it's you and Gilbert. Um, and Me, you Gilbert guys, Lowland, and uh, this other great comic named Jen, Jen O'Neill Smith. Very funny. And you guys run a really fun festival. And uh, last time we talked, um, you had a big sponsor poll out. You don't have to mention names or anything. We had a big sponsor poll out, and you're nervous about the future going on. Uh, I heard right before we went on that it still may happen, which is good news. But what's your take on what's going to happen with festivals and live events like a festival? Um, I, mean, I think it's it, it'll all. I think it'll all come back. It's just going to be a lot longer than any of us anticipate. You know, we're we're not. I'm seeing a, a slack in like we were never like a submission based festival until we lost so much money that it was either we do submissions or we just don't ever do it again. And so when, since we started doing them, like we're so much lower in how many submissions we should have at this point. And so they're so far in, in between, like sometimes it would be like seven, eight a day. And now it's like maybe one every two or three weeks, you know, it's just, it's, yeah. which I understand. Like it's, it's, it's a couple, it's money that comics, aren't getting any getting paid and they're nervous that it's even going to happen. And notoriously comedy festivals are like, uh, I don't, I, not, I wouldn't, wouldn't name names, but they, they kind of scams a little bit, Pete, they're just taking money. They're not delivering on the promises. And so yeah. people are hesitant, especially with comedy festivals to give 20, 30 bucks to. We call it soul Joel comedy fest. <laughs> the Staten Island comedy festival. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, oh God, I love Joel. I hope he's taking this as a joke. Um, no, <laughs> probably not. Not, not a chance. <laughs> we had Rich Voss on Friday. Trust me, he's a. <laughs> yeah. 
He's, he's, he's a- scratching my name off of his list with lipstick. <laughs> uh, nice. Um, but yeah, so it's like people are hesitant, and I understand that. We've we've made we've told it, and like if you go to our website, it's like if we have to cancel the festival because of COVID, everyone gets their money back. Like we're not all the money is sitting in an account. Like we're not touching it or using it for anything. So it's um, you're not buying toilet the paper with it. Say what? When was the festival? What were the dates? It's October second and third, and we're still oh. on. We're still on. So oh. at that point, it might be on, but we need sponsorships and stuff to 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 be able to 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 operate. We can't. We 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 operated at a loss for five years, um, a severe loss, yeah. <laughs> and uh, and that's like out of my pocket. Well, so you guys, uh, you're one of the few festivals you actually put the people up. You get them down there. Yeah, we do everything we can to try to make it fun for everyone. Hotels, food, rides, stage time, booze. The the time I was there, uh, we actually have a little clip of. Yeah, the... you you made the sizzle reel. Yeah, <laughs> and so did young Brendan Donegan. Yeah, he did. Uh, let's roll the sizzle reel of the Red Clay Fest. I still didn't see you, Mark. I was in the van. <laughs> uh, you were probably chloroformed when you were in the van. <laughs> I, uh, I, I, watching that video, I just got like chills of how much I miss doing live events. Yeah, I, I just I miss it. I was, and it made me laugh too because when they showed Janine Garofalo, we were the, her and I were probably the oldest people there uh, in the festival. <laughs> Everybody is so young. That when we were out by out back in the green room area where uh, her show was, uh, we were both smoking and just talking, and she was laughing. She goes, "You're like the first person to talk to me. Everybody's so young; they're all in their phones and shit." It was like we were the only two people actually socializing at that time, but it was such a fun fest, man. Thanks, buddy. Yeah, yeah we, we just want to have a fun time. So we, you know, but you know, with it, we need the we need money to to be able to do all the things because we don't want to compromise on like not doing the things for the comics by having like a shittier festival. So we'll either not do it or do a pared down version. But if things pack up and we we're we're trying to get in touch with some sponsors right now to help fill in the gaps and if they can do it, they can. And I understand why the sponsors can't. I mean, it's been a really weird time for, for beers and booze and stuff. So they're not selling any, they're not making money right now. So, you know, what are you going to do? Off of Richie and I alone, they should be making huge profits. Are you drinking? I am. 
What are you drinking, Richie? What are you drinking? This is a, a vodka in a, my Heineken. I was just over in Amsterdam and I got my a custom. I don't know if you can see it. It's a custom yeah, Heineken right from the, the Heine factory. Nice. What are you uh, drinking, Marcus, Richie? I got a, I'm actually doing vodka on the rocks tonight. That's what I was doing. My I rocks got, have gone away, though. My old stateside vodka. Yeah, I've been, stateside uh, vodka. Stateside urban crab vodka, brewed and federally distilled in uh, Philadelphia, Pennsylvania. They are nice. the only people that would deliver. Uh, all the liquor stores are closed here in Pennsylvania. Oh, they're so, state stores. That's why. Yeah, and I am rationing this shit like uh, it's I'll come gold. bring you some. I'm desperate to get out of this city. I got a car. I'll come drive you down a case, you whatever come you down. want. Uh, uh, yeah, I'll, I'll, I'll make you a nice roast dinner. <laughs> I'm not coming inside. Yeah, he's got to eat with a mask. <laughs> yeah, I'll, I'll I'll leave it at your doorstep and drive off just to make All it right, I'll like Venmo I you. <laughs> Venmo you some. Do you got a joke you'd like to tell us? Uh, we usually start with a drink, then we tell a nice joke. Uh, yeah, I I've, I've been wanting to. I've had this this idea for a joke. I don't even know if it's funny or what what it is because that's <laughs> what's comedy anymore, right, boys? Oh god. <laughs> I I so this is. I don't really tell jokes so much as I try to tell like stories and shit. But the uh, my dad is uh, he's kind of a lunatic and he's losing his mind. He's retired, but he's also trying to just like figure out how to survive quarantine. Like he's not he's losing it. And my dad's always had this like weird way of of telling you things if you ask him a question, specifically if things go wrong. If something's bad, you have to dissect what he says. He always said he always delivers bad news in like a southern bayouism. You know, there's like I called him the other day and with no warning I said, "Hey, what's going on?" He goes, "Well, can't see in one eye and barely out the other. How you doing?" And I and first of all, he's from Philly, born and raised, so I don't know where the hell the accent comes from. <laughs> and I go, "Hey, I'm just I'm doing Wait a minute, hold on. You did your ism you said you're blind in one eye and can't see hardly out of the other. He goes, yeah, blood vessel popped and uh, I'm, I'm blind at the moment. <laughs> I go, that's how you're going to tell me? Like that's, you got to have more direct. How about a big sounds become the Riddler? Yeah. Shoot me an email or something <laughs> like have a convo. Don't, don't, don't give me oh, grass, green is grass on the one and blue, blue top. Hop. What the hell are you saying? Your dad turned into Dr. Phil. I don't know who he turned into. He ain't a doctor, I'll tell you that. <laughs> All right. Well, we got a, we got another guest we got to bring out. But before uh, before we say goodbye to you, um, Mike has a, an awesome family. He really does. Mike, tell him the story. <laughs> We've known each other for how long, you think? How long? Uh, I mean, 10 Ten-ish? Ten, ten years? years? Yeah, nine or ten And years. it was just a couple years ago your sister realized that we weren't related. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> My younger sister thought that Mark was our cousin or something. She, <laughs> I remember she was like, yeah, she because, I mean, we kind of look alike. Like, And he's from, he lives, or Mark lived for a long time, like a mile from where my entire like epicenter of my family lives in Philly. So she they, she just assumed that we were related and like oh there's two comics in our family <laughs> and she didn't I I don't know wh- how it got brought up that you weren't related but she's like wait Mark's not our cousin like she thought he was <laughs> a cousin that I found or something 
Like, I love right. stuff. She's the best, man. Yeah, she's a maniac. <laughs> you got to tell her I said hey. I will. All right, Big Mike. All right, Mike. Cheers to you, cousin Mike. Cheers to you. Hopefully, <laughs> yeah, you brother. Cheers, fellas. Baby. Thanks for All joining right. us, buddy. Thanks for having me. See you, boys. Hope. All right. <laughs> oh, yeah, we got you. What? Oh, Mike. <laughs> Hey, Richie, you know what the secret of comedy is? Timing. Timing. <laughs> All right, man, we're going to move right along. We, we, keep we, did this the, uh, we did the festival thing. Now we're going to do the uh, the charity thing. This charity, very near and dear to my heart, man. I've been working for this woman for about 15 years. She's like a sister to me. Uh, I love her to death. She's the founder of The Great Comedy Cures which uh, we'll talk about when she gets out here. Let's get her out here. Give it up for Saren Rothberg, everybody. Hi. Look How at are this. you? I'm good. You need some estrogen, guys. You need some estrogen on this show. You Please. need some aesthetic. Look my, at this. My breasts are big enough. I don't need any. <laughs> Imagine what this show would smell like. Yes. Oh, I actually put on perfume before I came down to here, and I was like, what the heck did I put on perfume for you guys? I don't know. You're nuts. You, <laughs> well, we used to do a radio show on Sunday mornings, Saren and I. And you never saw anyone dress up this much for radio, for radio, Mark. She's got to be perfect. At her wedding, she she went upstairs to like change into another outfit after she <laughs> she was gone for like five hours. It's she's the bride. And it's like, where's Sarah? She's doing makeup. She got a costume change, man. The second half of the reception. How are did you? you? Thank God I'm good. But did you see the Fauci report today? No, no. Oh, they, they, they explained why this is called COVID-19. You didn't see it before you went on the air? No, no. No, it's Sarah, just something- 19 friggin' pounds. This is horrible. This is my 19 pounds, Richie. I'm so I, I Well, you know what? I knew this was going to happen. And <laughs> I prepared so much for this that I gained 15 pounds before it even started. So, <laughs> I've been prepping for years. You know years. the 19 stands for that's when the, it started, 2019. I didn't, I, I, I'm not joking. That's No, it's because we all gained 19 pounds, Richie. Don't pull the joke. I wish I only gained 19 pounds, Sarah. <laughs> No, we're it's all like the freshman people. fifteen. But yeah, for Richie everyone. called me. He's like, "Will you do the? Will you do the show?" And I'm like, "I'll do it on audio." Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh, yeah. She goes, "It's audio. It's audio, right?" I go, "No, it's it's visual." She's like, "Oh man!" I'm like, "Really? You're gonna be over me and Rick and Donna?" Yeah, you're gonna look <laughs> like a stick. <laughs> you follow Mike. You're gonna be fine. Like Richie, I gained pounds. I'm not doing the show. <laughs> if you had three chins, you would still be the thinnest one on this show. Yes. But wait, wait, wait! Did you guys catch the theme here? Like, did you see what's going on here? Look at my poster. Right. Where are all the guests from? Philly. Thank you. Nice. And I didn't even know that. I didn't you know, didn't know that. that. I love I the channel. I love the comedy cure. So you, you started. Tell the tell the story. You started comedy cures in 1999, pretty much from your chemo chair. Yes. How many times have you heard me say that? I, 
I didn't. <laughs> Mark, you know how I didn't stutter at all on that? You know why? You had it down. Story so many times. By the way, it's weird to hear me cursing because I'm not allowed to curse on your show. Oh, no. It's so crazy. It's um, so weird. I want to, like, go, no, no, no. But, um, so you, <laughs> this is, she was diagnosed terminal cancer, right? Six months? God. That's oh, her little daughter right there. That's a picture after my first year of treatment. Um, and then they found out that none of the treatment worked. So I had um, three surgeries, 44 radiation treatments. Oh, my God. Two and a half years of chemotherapy, seven different drugs, as many as three chemos a day. And that picture was um, right after year one. So I still had to keep going. And thank God, uh, no visible disease today. Uh, complete you. miracle. But thank the good part you. is, I'm, sorry. I'm sorry, go ahead. I said the good part is that my first chemo treatment, April 30th, 1999, I decided to throw a chemo comedy party. And that was for many reasons. One, it was so scary. I was a single mom going through divorce and um, everybody had said how horrific chemotherapy was and the whole cancer journey. And I was like, you know, look, they say it's very aggressive. I have to take care of this little girl. And if it's going to be my journey, I'm just going to make it as fun and as uplifting as possible for both of us. And so I threw a chemo comedy party in New York City and word got out that this, you know, 98 pound bald single mom was doing these comedy parties to get through cancer treatment and requests just started to come in right and left. I That night I went home from my first chemo treatment was sick as a dog, but started comedy cures and ran it with a cell phone and a laptop, just me from the chemo chair. Cause I had, you know, so much treatment and um, the word got out to the comedians and they were just so generous of spirit, you know, from the very beginning, every comedian said, you know, what can I do? Where do you need me? And uh, that was it. So from then until now we've done over a million uh, people through our programs. We've done them on four continents. And Richie has done so many of them. Um, does Joey have some? Yeah, there you are. Look at you. Look at that. Raising the roof. Loving you. Loving Go back you. to the original picture. Why? Is Joey, <laughs> Richie, are you raising the roof or bringing pizzas in? <laughs> That's me. That's me as <laughs> on a roof. <laughs> You know what I looked for, Richie? I looked for the picture of you at the United Nations because I got to produce the first comedy yeah. event in the history of the UN, and Richie was one of the performers. I was um, the but, first performer. Yeah, you were amazing. Mark, yeah. it, she, Richie was the first man to bomb in several languages. I, <laughs> I got up, Mark. I said to the audience, I go, is anyone here from out of town? And like, <laughs> he did. Almost everybody. Yeah. Yeah, seven Americans laughed and everybody else raised their hand. <laughs> you see the thing in front of me that says Uruguay? <laughs> That's where I'm from. It was so fun. So your so, first chemo was April 30th, 1999. Yes, so it, but I, I was misdiagnosed six years before. So I presented wow. in my 20s and, and they were like, you know, completely dismissed the whole thing. They went to 11 doctors. They said I had um, a breast infection from breastfeeding, which made no sense because I didn't have any symptoms of that. But uh, six years later, it was 
trying to catch up because at that point it had started to metastasize and it was a big game of miracle. Um, thank God. So my little girl that you saw in that picture was six at the I was time. Of that. Ask, uh, yeah, she was six. And now she's working on the TV show Prodigal Son, right? Yeah, now she's a TV writer, producer um, in Hollywood, and she just sold two other shows. And I I thank all the comedians that have been like uncles to her since she was six because she lived around so much humor and just so much repartee. And she's kind of known for having this very quick dark wit, whereas I'm the goofy witted one. Um, she's more, you know, more money. She makes more money than I do because she has dark humor. And and I have goofy humor. Explain the audience. You do laughing lunch, aside from all the other things Comedy Cures does. You yeah. do laughing lunches, and I've done, I've been honored to headline so many of them. And it's can, can I tell a story that I love about you, Richie? Um, so it makes me look good, you absolutely can tell. I have so many, and I want to play a clip from our radio show because you look, okay. you're just darling on the show. Um, so, Richie, of course, everyone knows is um, the warm up comic for the Dr. Oz show, which is one of uh, the many things he does. And so um, we film several blocks away from the Dr. Oz show. Yes. So we tap- Broadway, Broadway Comedy Club. Broadway Comedy Club. Thank you, Al Martin. Al Martin. And we, we time it so that he finishes show one, mm -hmm. runs in, can mm -hmm. get a sandwich, <laughs> do his bit, and then go back to film show two. And yeah. we have- we just know when Richie gets in the house, everybody has to stop. Yeah, it's great, Mark. It, suddenly, I'm like the diva. It's like, Richie's here. Richie's here. Everybody clear the stage. Stop everything. Richie's here. And I guarantee Richie plays into that. Yeah. <laughs> and, and the laughing lunches, though, Mark, they bus in uh, terminally ill people and their, and their caretakers. Oh my yeah. god! That's they so give them lunch and they give them a show. I mean, it's an amazing and lots of prizes and lots presents. Of prizes. Yeah, yeah. It's an right. I got a joke that your daughter will like, but Saren, you might not. Okay, you I'll have let Richie. Anyway. You have Richie perform for these people. Aren't they going through enough? <laughs> <laughs> so, so Richie. Well, I'll tell you, it, it never ceases to not happen that Richie will be on stage and somebody will start laughing so hard that their breathing will get screwed up oh, no. and they're crying laughing. And Richie always gets concerned and stops the yeah. show it's to so check hard. in on them. And that makes them laugh harder. And they're trying to wave to him not to talk to them. <laughs> They're trying to catch their breath. Yeah. And he just he wants to make sure they're okay. One day he's got a standing ovation, and Saren goes, "You got a standing ovation from people who need oxygen." <laughs> <laughs> These people can barely stand, and they gave you a standing ovation. Right, you bastard. Well, the cool thing about our audiences are that you know they are so diverse. We serve all populations. We serve. Um, homeless. We serve people living with chronic and acute illness, depression. Um, we, oh my gosh, we've served um, domestic violence victims and bombing victims from all over the world. Um, 
just kids and orphanages. It, it's really been an incredible ride. And I know you wanted me to talk about how this whole pandemic is impacting charities. Right. And so I didn't want to just speak from my charity. I wanted to represent many charities in the conversation. Yeah. And, right. um, you know, we're, we're slammed, of course. Um, uh, 96.5, I did a bunch of research on the statistics, and 96.5% of the charities surveyed of the sample that was done recently said that they have been completely negatively impacted. And that ranges everywhere from um, almost 75% in loss of of funding. I mean, it's incredible. And we see all these fundraisers, but they're really targeted towards like Feeding America and uh, PPE, getting, you know, masks and things and food. These people probably need it more now than ever. And it's the hardest time for you guys to raise the funds. This is horrible. Well, we, we felt like it was almost in bad taste to be asking while, you know, there are people starving and they're also, you know, nurses and doctors and, and, you know, these frontline workers without the proper coverage. You should get Joel. He's not ashamed to try and sell his (laughs) t-shirt. Would this be another shameless promotion? (laughs) I I can go for it. We have, we have uh, many ways that you can donate to comedy. There you go. There we go. You can uh, just put 44321 into your, you don't have to, 44321 into your text where you put a number and just give a laugh and, you know, or go to www.comedycures.org and just click on the donate button. And um, let me explain to you, because people are probably saying, okay, well, Richie, you guys can't go do laughing lunch right now, right? It's a live event. We right. can't have that, you know. So we pivoted, and Richie uh, loves doing Zoom shows. If you want to, <laughs> <laughs> we've actually not done it, and we've gotten so many requests to do it because I felt like every what you guys were saying earlier is that everybody and their brother is putting up a show, and then all the celebrities are putting up the shows, and we like to be there when nobody's around, like when all this quiet's, you know will come in and and do some incredible programming. But we were pivoting at the time of of all of this, which was so interesting because um, the demand for our live shows worldwide is so beyond what I could fundraise for without really growing, you know, growing the organization in a huge way. And so we looked at the cost of going virtual in all different aspects. Now, when I started the charity 20 years ago, our laugh line, and I'll I'll do a shameless promotion for that, is shameless promotion. <laughs> well, it's free, so I'm not sure if it's shameless, but it's um one eight 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 ha 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 ha. So that's four ha's, and if you press one, you hear a professional comedian like you guys or um, Amy Schumer, Zach Alfanakis, Brian Regan. So many people have you done. said like us, and then you named a bunch of a listers. <laughs> <laughs> But do you like? See, I make people feel happy. That's my. You're uh, you're amazing. By Thank the way, you. now <laughs> you, know, you. This is really interesting. You were supposed to be speaking at the Vatican. Yeah, this- um, I was invited a couple years ago. I that was the most surreal experience. 
Um, I was invited to go to a very private um, healthcare um, think tank at the Vatican, which was supposed to happen in this time of the pandemic. And um, many things were going on there. Again, it was um, thought leaders from around the world in healthcare. And I was not only um, the way it was set up was, you know, there were a bunch of presentations. Um, the Pope, we had a private audience with the Pope also scheduled. And then I was going to, I was scheduled to be doing some of the interviews in the backstage stuff um, for, you know, more the man on the street, like the man, the woman at the Vatican type thing, because <laughs> incredible thought leaders were going to be there. And um, I really wanted this, this voice to be heard way beyond just the few, you know, people that got invited to this think tank. Um, it's supposed to be incredible. And I was just so honored to be asked to go. My question was when they asked me, I was like, do you guys know I'm Jewish? <laughs> We'll let you in anyway. We'll let you in. I just want to make sure you knew. And then I used to live in Italy and I went to school there and I worked there. So I was going to brush up on my Italian and do a little bit of my presentation in English and Italian just because. Because you're an overachiever. Full. Yes. See the, see the set. Yes. (laughs) We got it. You're shaming us. No, I'll help you. I'll help you. But are they going to do it another time or they don't know? Yeah, it got postponed a year. So God willing, this will all be, you know, uh, more under control. I mean, Italy got crushed. So I know, I know, I know. I, look, I kept checking in all the time to see. I really wanted to go, of course. Um, but just, just back, because I think it's so important that you wanted to talk about this, just back to the charity thing. I mean, you have to realize for people like us that do programs worldwide, you know, it's, it's, we can't travel, right? So our wings are clipped. We you're, can't jumping, you're jumping my question here, I think, but go ahead. <laughs> oh, I was going to say, and then you think about, you know, we have no money coming in. So the charities that aren't, you know, in that front line of, you know, feeding people and, and literally providing safety equipment, we are frontline, as Mark said, in a, in a very different way. And I can, explain to you when this pandemic happened, Comedy Cures, our organization, immediately went forward because we realized that children who were hospitalized were not gonna be able to have visitors. And we realized that um, that the child life specialists weren't gonna probably be considered um, critical personnel, right? Or they would be shifted from the kids over to more dramatic cases. And so immediately in March, immediately, and I'm so proud of Patty um, for doing this. Patty runs Comedy Cares Programming. The great uh, Patty, Patty. The great, the great Patty, exactly. Yeah. Hopefully she got home in time to watch. Um, she and I worked really hard and we collected over a thousand new games and toys. And then we reached out to Project Sunshine. This is all about collaboration now, right? So this is this is the delivery that I made in my van personally um, of a large uh, collection of the toys to Harlem Hospital and those oh, nurses awesome. from the pediatric ward who came out and we had masks and social distancing and gloves 
and I delivered them there. And then I went to Brooklyn to Brookdale Family Center and they actually sent us a picture tonight of a child getting examined who had one of our Comedy Cures bags with all the toys and gifts in it. Wow. So that was cool. And we're getting ready for another uh, drop, another thousand that we're going to give. So it, it, we're not stopping. You know, we just, as I said, we had to pivot. Um, the laugh line is going 24 hours a day. We're raising money because we need to produce even more comedy. It's pounded morning, noon, and night from all over the world, Canada, Mexico. And now with WhatsApp, you know, we got the foreign calls too. But um, that's one, you hear a professional comedian. Two, you just hear an amateur joke teller. And three, you can tell as a joke. So anyone around the world of any age can call one eight 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 ha 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 They can press three. And 24 hours a day, they can tell us a joke. And then we put it back on two so the world can hear your joke. And it's so fun to hear those come in. That's odd. You have to be able to sleep so well at night knowing you're doing such good to the world. Thank you. I, I actually don't sleep. Like everyone knows I'm a two-hour person. I, yeah, Mark, I have to tell you, the first person I thought of when this happened was her. I'm like, what? She must be making everybody crazy. Like, yeah. <laughs> Oh my God, she never stops. And yeah. and I and I wanted to say about Patty. The other thing about Patty that is very impressive is she did she cut your hair yesterday. Right? Oh my gosh, do you see this? Because I looked like my husband said it's kind of like a cousin it look you have going oh, right now. Oh, I, like, I am too vain to go on Richie's show with hair at seven inches. She took off seven I, inches. But I, there's no job that you. But Mark. The, when I did a show, I did a show, a Richie Byrne show. I raised money for Comedy Cures. And thank you. And my, you know, that's but my point is, is that it's never been run better because I knew I could just call Patty and go, something's wrong with you. I'll take care of it. Something <laughs> else is wrong. I got it. So you're saying, <laughs> Pat, you're saying Patty's the wolf. Patty's the she's a goddess. You calling in the wolf? Oh shit! I didn't know you were calling I, the I, wolf. I, I, she just I just show up with a nice haircut and some you know. And right now she's sitting home watching this, going, "Shut up." Nice jacket. Yeah, she wouldn't be filmed. Remember, she wouldn't be photographed yeah. for you. She yeah. stole the brains. We're yeah. like an old married couple. We are. <laughs> We're like an old married couple. You are the best. Those are the greatest people on the planet. They just want to do all the work and get none of the accolades. Well, yeah, yeah. <laughs> and you're, you're, what you've done is amazing. And you know Thank that. We want to keep doing it, Richie. So it will. It'll come we're back. Wait and you know just be tasteful and you know our fundraiser got canceled, but we want to um, want to create our own channel with the clean comedy, of course, that you know patients can check into. And we have a lot of cool things up our sleeve for the nurses and the doctors and the frontline people because that's who we support anyway. Our charity supports not only the patients, but the medical caregivers and the family and friends. That's and great. so we're working on some really special projects, including um, one that I can't really talk about, but I can just tell you that it's something super cool with iHeartRadio and, and um, some other partners. And I'm so honored to be part of that. But again, because of social distancing, some of the things that we have that were scheduled to go forward, we've had to just delay. But, you know, I hope, I hope we get a guardian angel or several who are listening to this podcast and will make a donation so that we can 
literally do the pivot that we wanted to do and virtual and reach patients and their caregivers 24 seven with comedy that is appropriate and non-offensive and very funny. I mean, that's what our- That's why we haven't asked you to do it, Mark. I know. (laughs) If you you ever need a bottomless comedian, just- (laughs) Well, look, I mean, you know, Patrice O'Neill, rest his soul, you know, like he even said to me, you know, Saren, I will create a, a set for you to come do at Laughing Lunch That's because so it would make awesome. my mama proud. And Greg Giraldo also. I mean, there were so many comics that, well, you know, the, the, the right thing. One day, it's not their brand, you know. I did a show for you and a guy, I'll never, it was really one of the most amazing moments of my career. A man came up to me and he said, That's the first time I've laughed since I found out I was going to die. Yeah. And Damn. that caught me just so it's like wow and you realize how important it is for these people yeah and i think now with all the comedians that you know are struggling like this is this is so important that you guys have an outlet for your humor you know and that's why comedy gears is so important because we are able to go into super sensitive situations like hospice, you know, like intensive care. We've done all of these, it's weird to say venues, right? Like we've actually done intensive care shows, you know? And we just wanna really do what we do. And um, it's just super important that whoever can, you know, I know you're supporting so many other organizations that are important, but if you could go to comedycures.org and make a donation or um, go to 44321 and type in, <clears throat> excuse me, give a laugh. G- the oh, you got it? Give a laugh. Yep. Yeah, that yeah. will that will help us continue to keep going. I mean, I most charities, the small charities like us, have one month to maximum six months operating expense. And we run our charity at 90% of every dollar goes to programs. That's unheard of 90% of every dollar, right? So the bigger the charities get so much less happens. I mean, you have major charities where it's 54%, you know, the tolerable level is about 75%, but the little charities like ours, you know, have between one month and six months operating. So if, we don't get some patrons and angels. Um, it's going to be hard to do the plan that we were trying to do, which was, you know, pivot this to digital, still keep our live shows, of course, but be able to meet the ask of what the world wants of us, which is to be going 24 hours um, around the world. And we're working on that now, Richie, with the archival footage that we have from all the laughing lunches mm-hmm. we're working on putting some of that together, but I have to pay editors, you know, people have to get paid and, right. and it's, you know, it's a struggle right now for charities. So I know everybody's under so much pressure, so I don't want to put any more pressure on people, but we do really good work and I would love to keep bringing this joy. It's 21 years. Wow. Can you imagine 21 years? I beat stage four cancer and I've been able to bring laughter for 21 years. It's, it's, old, enough, it's old enough to drink. <laughs> well, speaking it's, of, oh, my not old enough to drink and then some. You know <laughs> what I mean? But Richie, I, I, 
from the minute I called you and you always have a joke about when I called you to ask yes. for to do charity. Um, you've been like a brother. We've had this incredible friendship, yes. you know, drop and roll friendship. Yes. And you've done, you and Rick Younger have done yes. so many shows for Comedy Cures everywhere. And I can't leave out Kareth and Dean no. Blizzard because you guys were the core, the original, you know, core. And then, of course, we've gotten so many blessings from, you know, Hundreds. You came people. up to me after the first show and you just stared at me and you said, we're meant to be friends. We're meant to be something. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, but we're meant to be together for a long time. And I said, yeah. I couldn't agree more. And, and that's what we've been for how many well, years? Can we talk about your commitment to the radio show? Yeah. yeah. How <laughs> this man, no matter where he had a show. Sunday morning. Sunday morning, she has a radio show. Sunday live, live. The worst day for a comic, right? Yeah. So, so how many episodes did Richie show up still drunk or hungover? No, no. <laughs> <laughs> no matter where yeah, I was I in America, I would get back in time. I never missed an episode. He even got there before me, and I lived 12 minutes away. <laughs> yeah, one, one day, she was always late, and one day, I remember Patty staring at me. And I'm in the booth. And Patty goes with Fran. Fran, um, Fran Capo. Fran Capo. And Rick. And, and Patty turns to me and she goes, "Yeah, you're pretty much gonna have to open this one." <laughs> there was no sign of Saren. No one knew who Saren was. No one. <laughs> <laughs> just as the music started, Ingrid and Saren jumped into the microphone, put on her headsets, took off her shoes. She always said, "Take off her shoes." It's just like, hi, welcome to Comedy Cures Radio. I hate having shoes on when I'm doing shows. But but the thing that was so funny is it, I had on boots, these big, you know, tall boots. Right. <laughs> I had right. to get the boots off as the intro music was going. And I literally, I stood up when I did the show. I like to stand up when I do live radio. And so <laughs> I hit the ground with the boot on the floor. Do you remember that, Richie? Yeah, I, took I, the boot yeah. off, I, hit, I literally was on the ground under the <laughs> table, the radio table. We laughed so hard. We laughed yeah, so hard, yeah. it's so funny. But that's the great thing about live comedy is, you know, yeah, is it, know. Can, we, can we play a clip of you? Can Joey put the clip on? I don't know if Joey has one ready. Joey? I put two, I gave him two. Put the shorter one on. Well, for anyone out there who is not a Super Bowl fan, this is the show to listen to. Why? <laughs> Why, Sarah? Why? Why is this? Because show? we know nothing. No. <laughs> no, and if you are totally burnt out by the Super Bowl chatter, this is the show to yes, listen to. Because we're not going to talk about it. Absolutely wrong. Because we have a comic perspective yes. on this entire day, and oh, yeah. it makes it fun. It makes That's it right. fun for the people who hate it. It makes it fun for the people who are sick about it, and it makes it fun for the people who love it. Because Comedy Cures Laugh Talk Radio always takes a topic every week, and we turn it on its head, and we find the humor in it. That's right. And we find the joy in it, and we and find the motivation in it, and yes. the education in it. And yes. we're just hot. Yes, we do. We and do. and we only have me here today. I know. And I think that's the best way to do the show. Bridget, <laughs> um, <laughs> <laughs> oh, cut it off, because then you say, if I could just get rid of Saren. <laughs> <laughs> Can I just tell you that 
you have you made me produce that show. She came to me and said, you're going to produce the Super Bowl show. And I'm like, I don't know how to produce. And you're like, you're going to do it. You've been watching me. You've been watching. You know how to do this. And I had a and I brought on guests and and I learned so much from that that I now utilize on this show, Saren. And I have you to thank for that. And well, I think what's so important was I'm really big about listening to people's dreams. You know, I think you're putting someone's life not for an accident. That every every reason why someone comes in front of you is is meaningful and you might not see it at that moment and you might not understand it's like i was in a chemo chair right that seems tragic for a single mom and the terrible diagnosis but if i hadn't been in that chair and in that cancer journey i wouldn't have seen the need right to bring therapeutic entertainment into the trenches of treatment and to help people who were struggling right so i i really think this is why so um i said to richie one day richie you know you do so much our charity and you do so much to bring so much joy to so many people. What's your dream? Let me help you live your dream. Do you remember what you said, Richie? I said, I want to do radio. And very specific. And I want to do sports sports radio. So what, like literally a week later, I I get phone calls. Saren, we want you live on radio in New York. We want you to have a live radio show. And I said, okay, um, I need to bring someone on with me. And they were like, no, just you. We want a call-in show. It's just you talking to patients. And I said, absolutely not. (laughs) I need to have a sports segment. And I need to have this comedian on because I know it was Richie's dream, right? So I called him and I said, Richie, be careful what you ask for because you're now going to be the live sports commentator on my Sunday show on this comedy uh, live talk show. And then he was so devoted and came every single. You couldn't, couldn't get rid of me. Exactly. That I was like, you know what, Richie, you're just going to be a co-host. Yeah, just sit in that chair and talk. And we, and we yeah. did for a whole summer. We had a great time. And I love you yeah. so much. I do. And I anybody, you. Please, anything you can donate to any charity is a good thing yeah. right now. I know times yeah. are tough, but Comedy Cures, whoever you want to, whoever you got, you know, Joel's T-shirts, whoever you want to donate to. Yeah, it's really important. And if you do know someone who's living with illness, depression, trauma, disability, used to having a really hard time in quarantine, have them call the laugh line. It changes every day. And it's so fun. It's just like, it's just like a burst of sunshine. You know, it's enough to really like pick up your spirits. And if you want to leave us a joke, please, we love it. And then we, we give it forward. It's one eight 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 ha 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 ha. And if you look at the numbers, it's 888-424-2424. If you dial 800, you get a bank. But the bank loves when our people call and tell them a joke. But it, it is 888. And, um, and I just feel blessed to be here, blessed to be able to do your show. I got a free haircut out of it by Patty. <laughs> and uh, you, you, you know, you have all those naked photos, so I had to do it. Right. <laughs> well, Richie got his dream come true because it's basically like doing sports radio here because he's running circles around me. Uh, <laughs> no, I, you know, I've heard a lot about you, Mark, and I'm just so honored. I, think I can't you believe can- you still came on. Yeah, I know. Well, I thought it was going to be Joel. And then when it wasn't Joel, I was like, oh, thank God, it's Mark. <laughs> 
I had to. I had to. I love you, Joe. We're going out on that. We're going out. Yeah, we love you guys. That's drinks, jokes, and storytelling. Stay on. Last call. Thanks for listening to Drinks, Jokes, and Storytelling.